0: Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. And I would like to teach this evening on the uncommon gift. I said, preacher, that's not a gift. It's a gift if you don't buy it, right? All you have to do is ask for it. And Jesus was instructing his disciples to pray. And if you're to pray, ought you not to believe God every day? Because he didn't say pray not for weekly bread. He didn't just say pray once for daily bread once a month. He said, give us what day? This day, our daily bread. Bread. This guy came home and he told his wife, he said, honey, we are eating good tonight. And I got, she said, he said, she said honey, what do you have? She said, well, I've got some Himalayan hare. It's rabbit. She said, now, where did you get something like that? And how much did it cost? I said, no, no, it was free, honey. I was walking down the road, and I found Himalayan right there. <laughs> they do eat that in the South. There's a whole cafe called Roadkill Cafe. But anyway, so. <laughs> I worked with a guy in Orlando, and he had a bunch of kids, and he said that uh, someone brought a raccoon. To work that they had, they had cooked it with the head and everything we're in the south and he he said he brought the head home and scared his wife and everything so i mean this isn't too far off that was in orlando so his wife wasn't hip on that D. I, maybe he was the one that brought the himalayan hair himalayan right there in luke chapter 11 and this is a so the, the what we know is the lord's prayer is recorded in two places in the bible in matthew chapter 6 on the Sermon on the Mount, and in another place called, uh, in Luke chapter 11. And I'd like to read Luke chapter 11, verse 1, because it's interesting. Because I want to share with you that this is really the way that Jesus expressed for us to get these gifts that God wants to give us. Gifts to meet our daily needs, our daily bread. And it came to pass, Luke chapter 11, in verse 1, that as he was praying in a certain place, Speaking of Jesus, when he ceased, when he stopped praying, one of his disciples said unto him, "Lord, teach us to pray." As John also taught his disciples. And isn't it interesting the disciples asked Jesus, "How do how do we pray?" Notice, they never asked him, "How do we preach?" They never asked. They never asked him, "How do we study the Bible?" I mean, these are all valid questions but they watched Jesus pray, and they saw that when Jesus prayed, things happened. I mean, anyone can read a book, and you can learn how to preach, but they said, Lord, teach us something that man can't teach us. Teach us, teach us how to get in contact with God, and really that's what they were sharing. So the Bible says, and you can look at the entire uh, Lord's Prayer. We don't have time to really get into it, and we don't We're not saying that you recite the Lord's Prayer. That's never what Jesus meant for us to do. He said, after this manner, these are the the kind of the things that you want included. And there's forgiveness in there. And the first thing in the prayer is not give me. And the first thing in in, uh, the prayer is, it says, our Father. And it said, thy name, thy kingdom, thy will. It It puts God first. And so... It's like a formula for prayer, but we're not teaching on that right now because we don't have time on it. But if we put God first in our life, that's one of the main keys to getting anything else we need from God. And a lot of times if things seem to dry up, you say, God, wait a second, where is where is Jesus in my life? Because if he's first, brethren, everything else will just work out if Jesus is first. So the first thing I'd like to share in the the uncommon gift and the gift of daily bread is that He is a daily God. He is a daily God. God always has meant to be an everyday God. And maybe you grew up and what was church? Well, church is Sunday, right? And you go to church on Sunday and you have Sunday clothes and you you come home from church. What do you do? Take off your clothes. I mean, in your house, right? Take off your Sunday clothes, put your church shoes away, put your church clothes away, and we'll, we'll go again when? Next Sunday. And then there's, you know, brethren, it's a long time between Sundays. <laughs> but God was never meant to be a Sunday God. He was meant to be a daily God. And uh, so the contact was, in fact, when Adam lost contact in the Garden of Eden, it was almost, it was probably the next day. God was walking in the garden. In the cool of the day, probably in the morning, who knows, it may be in the evening. We're probably on, you know, uh, I don't know how long it took Adam to fall to Satan or to give up uh, the blessing that he had. But he and his wife were naked in the garden, and they didn't have any babies yet. So it probably happened quickly, okay? I was going to say that the devil moves quickly. But the Bible said in Psalms chapter 68 and verse 19, I like this. It said, Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits. And then it said, Even the God of our salvation, Silah. God wants to not just, you know, give you just enough. Have you ever eaten just enough to, to want more? I mean, you get, you get an appetizer, you know, you order an appetizer, and you wolf it down. And you feel like you're more hungry than you were, before you ate the appetizer, like, now we got to wait for the main course. Well, God's not like that. The Bible says, it, it, evidently, God daily has benefits for us that he could load you down with benefits. I still remember this when I uh, was working for a tile company, and this guy was helping us. He had, he had a donkey. What's a donkey? Well, on the back of a truck, you have this little three-wheeled forklift and you can, you can carry pallets of tile with it. Otherwise, I was the donkey, okay? Otherwise, I got to carry the tile into the, yes, I was the donkey, so I'd rather him use his donkey than me as the donkey, okay? I was the burro. So I told my boss, I said, if he unloads like 10,000 pounds of tile, it was for a car dealership just up the street, and he could put it in the building and I could just use the pallet jack, which is very nice. I said, can you give me like 50 bucks? And I said, but can you give it to me in like $5 bills? Because I want to have fun. And so after he had, we didn't tell him we were going to give him anything. So after he unloaded it, uh, I said, hey, I think his name was Rick. And I said, hey, Rick, hey, thanks. And I put the $5 in his hand. He goes, hey, I appreciate that. And I said, you're a blessing. And I just kept throwing the $5 bills in his hand until, you know, $50. It's like a pile of fives. And, and you could tell him, see, he kind of got, got a little bit flustered and didn't know when it was going to stop. That's how God is. God will begin to put stuff in there. And the Bible, so prove it. It said that he'll pour you out what? That's what my Bible says. I, can t- I just believe it. That you won't even have what? Room to receive it. We've, we've had that before. Now, it didn't say money. It said blessing. So some people, where's my money? It's not what the Bible says. He said he'll pour you out a blessing. And you'll have to like, man, we have to get rid of some stuff. Right, honey? <laughs> My wife buys stuff. I'm like, oh man, it hurts because she wants to make the house beautiful and I want to throw stuff out. So she brings it in the front door and i try trying to throw it out the back door. But anyway, we're loaded. We're loaded with blessings. Okay. But it's a daily walk. And the Bible says, so you know that it's a long time I shared between Sundays, but brethren, this is very true. And it's true in your family. It's true in the church. But we need to encourage one another daily. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13, but exhort, that means to encourage one another daily, every day. Your kids, well, kids don't go through anything. Kids go through serious stuff too. Getting pushed down on the playground is the end of their world. So that's not a big deal. It's big to them. The test is big to them. The FCAT was, it's gone now, thank God. But it was big. My daughter was worried about the FCAT. That's the Florida... Common what? FSA? FSA. Oh, Florida State Assessment. Florida State Assessment, okay. Is that what it used to be called, or is that the new one? The new one's FAST. FAST, okay. Florida State <laughs> Assessment, I'm oh, sorry, FSA. My daughter was worried about the FSA in kindergarten. I said, honey, you're in kindergarten. <laughs> I know, but I've got to take the. I said, it's when you're in third grade. But she's talking to me about it. She was concerned. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even Amen. First year. around anymore. You know, a lot of things like that, and, and it's, 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 it's something to be encouraged in God, because sometimes the things you worry about, they just don't happen, as long as you keep going forward in God. When, when the women were going to anoint Jesus' body, they had a question in their mind, and they said, who will roll us away the stone?" They saw that this big stone had been rolled to the, against the, the sepulcher, which is like a tomb cut into the rock. And there was a big looking, uh, look, you know, like a big round, like an Oreo, right? But it's a big rock. And these men would have rolled it and covered the tomb. And uh, these women were going towards the tomb and they're like, who's going to do it? You know how I'm gonna pass the FSA? How I'm gonna do this? And we all have these questions in our mind. But you know what? I thank God they didn't stop. They kept going. And you know what? When they got to the tomb, the stone was rolled away. The FSA had gone away and replaced by fast. Right? You know. Now we're fasting, right? No. But but you know what? There's always gonna be something. So I, I God really God really gave me. A lesson And you know people say that God speaks to them when someone says that to you and it's like one of the first things that they say to you, put some salt in there because I don't believe God goes go around speaking to people, and you know why? He gives us his Bible, and that's his word, and people haven't read that. I don't think God's just going to go around and say, "Oh, since you didn't read, let me just give you the audiobook from heaven I don't think God does that, okay but <clears throat> I was sitting at the or us uh, praying. I'm uh, thinking about God at the back of a ship. We were in the military. We were underway, which means we're out in the middle of the ocean. Brother knows underway. We were underway, and I was sitting in the back, and I was worried about my car payment. My car was not on the ship, okay? My car was in California. I was in somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I don't even know where I was, okay? And I'm like, I wanted, I could make the payment. I wanted to pay the debt off. I had target fixation on the debt. I was telling my wife about this. You can be a pilot, and if you're a helo pilot, you can actually crash your helo into the ground. It happens. Because they get so fixated on the target that they forget about where they are, and they just fly that helicopter into the ground looking at their target and die. So I was, I was worried about make. I wanted to get out of debt. And it's noble to get one out of debt, but it, it's noble, but I, I was overthinking it. And the Lord spoke to my heart. And I did pay that car off. I think in Singapore. They had Navy Federal Credit Union in Singapore. I went and paid my car off. Not that day, because I was in the middle of nowhere. But the Lord spoke to my heart. And this is one of the clearest that the Lord had ever spoken to me. Maybe I've shared this before. But he said, when when you're done with that, in words to this effect, I don't remember. He said, when you pay that off, there's going to be something else to worry about. And boy, was he right because I've had a lot of things to that I could worry about. That car not only got paid off, but I hid it into a dump truck when I was in Bible school. Turn it from a four-wheeler into a three-wheeler, okay? But, uh, so it went to the junkyard anyway, but it was, it was a paid-off car, but, but it went to the junkyard, and it's probably still in the junkyard with a bunch of less parts on it, you know, from the pull apart, right? But, so what we need to realize is that we need to trust God. The Bible says that He gives us new mercy for a new day. God wants us to have new mercy for a new day. It says that in the book of Lamentations. God wants to give you a a new start every day. Amen. Uh, This is the day that the Lord has made. It says, let us rejoice and be glad in it. God's got a new start for us to load us with benefits. And then God wants to give us the second thing. So he's a daily God. You know, he wants us to serve him. The Bible said to take up our cross daily, right? Not just on Sunday. It's a daily walk with God. So I'm on ship illustrations. Lewis is slightly younger, but I'll try to keep this G. I keep it G rated, I guess, you know, so life is not G rated, but, uh, the world isn't anyway. But I was on ship and this corpsman, which is like a medic, I was in the military and this guy came up to me and he goes, he knew I was a Christian and we used to sleep in these beds that were stacked four high. So I was like, I think, on bed number two, and there were four beds high. And he said, do you know what those guys are doing over there? It was, a, it was on a Sunday, right? And so I'm laying in my bed and I'm like, yes. I mean, they were watching something inappropriate that someone had brought onto the ship. We'll just leave it at that, right? And uh, I was like, why is he telling me this? I mean, you know, that's what Marines, they were doing it, trying to conceal it. They had it all covered up with like towels or blankets or something like, you know. It happens on ship, right? So, so he continued though, and he said, "Well, I watch that stuff too." He said, "But not on a Sunday." And I was like, "That is just how people are, though. It's Sunday. You know what? It doesn't matter what day it is. God is still God on a Monday, Saturday. I didn't, I, I, I didn't even, I didn't even think I could. I didn't even have anything to say to the guy. He walked away, and I'm like, ah. ah. <laughs> It's like oh wait I can sin it's Tuesday you know right so but no God wants to be a daily Savior he said hey take your cross go to that the corpsman and say hey don't forget your cross on Monday but anyway so daily God but he, he has daily food for us give us this day our daily bread and you know man it doesn't take long to get hungry if you eat Chinese food you're hungry before you're done eating I mean, you're like done eating and you're like, what else could I go up for? I mean, I'm full, but I'm kind of hungry. You walk out the door and it's like, I am hungry. So let's go get something to eat, right? You go get some dessert, right? After a Chinese place, you've been there for two hours. You're ready to go get some dessert. Well, you can get hungry rather quickly, right? After you leave a restaurant. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 16, the children of Israel had been freed from Egypt, so God took them out into the desert for 40 years. And there's another story behind that. But how do you feed a people out in the middle of nowhere? How do you feed them? But you see, I really believe that this is there for us, for God will feed us with real food, not just talk. He'll he'll feed you with real food. The Bible said in Exodus chapter 16, And verse 14, when the dew that lay was gone up, so in the early morning, the dew evaporated on the ground, That little beads of water there, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small, round thing. Not Michael Jackson's pretty young thing. Okay, this is a small, round thing. As small as the hoarfrost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, angel's food. No, that's not what they said. Okay. Do you know what the word, they said, it is manna. Do you know what manna means in Hebrew? It means what? what? That's literally what it means. They looked at this thing on the ground and they said, what? I remember my wife called and gave some bad news to a minister about somebody and, and, and uh, it was, he, she said that the minister said, what? I mean, it's like, it's hard to surprise ministers. You have to give them some crazy news, right? So these people thought they had seen it all. They looked on the ground and they said, "Mana!" like, what is that? And so that's what it's called. What? Well, you know, can God set a table in the wilderness? He can set a table in the wilderness. So the Bible says in, uh, that he could set a table before us in the presence of our very enemies. God can do that. So the Bible said it is manna. For they wist, or knew not, what it was. And then Moses, who had some communication with God, said, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. So it was small, it was round, it was white in color, it was easily melted, and it was sweet. It tasted like wafers made with honey. And it wasn't like the leeks and the garlic and the watermelons in eat They didn't have watermelons. Yes, they did. If you read about it, and those were watermelons, and I love watermelons, and they had the flesh pots where they would cook the steak, you know, and everything else. So, they they had all kinds of good stuff that they could have in Egypt, but God was changing their tastes. And you know, when God saves us, not our our tastes of what we eat, but He will change the taste that we have desires for, and that's what God. One of the reasons that God Was feeding them this manna, so the thing about it, it was daily bread, right? So they were supposed to get it every day. So, a preacher, I'm in a capitalist. I'm just gonna get six days worth, but you couldn't. You could. You could only get one day's worth. Why? The next day, if you stored it, it would stink and breed worms. Have you ever left chicken like in your car overnight and you like come back and they're like, yo, man. Or just like for a few hours, right it's like something died well that 's what happened, so people did it anyway right they're like i'm going to just you know I know better than God, so i 'm just going to hoard it up and and uh God was training them wasn 't he? I want you to get and trust me every day, every day, so what they would just it would be it would be there why because give us this day our daily bread, God did it for Israel, but he'll do it for us now there was an exception, wasn't there so The day before the Sabbath, which was Friday evening to Saturday evening, they would gather twice as much. So they wouldn't have to go out and work on the Sabbath. The Jews were not allowed to perform work on the Sabbath. And that again, it was to try to get them to say, hey, you need a break. And you know, as Christians, you can work on a Sunday, we're not under the law of Moses but it's interesting so it wouldn't breed worms it would just it that for the Sabbath it would hold over and that's it's a miraculous bread but it was from God and so God still I believe has a desire and I know everything we've got things to do and and, and places to go and people to see but there's a real cycle of there's some real wisdom in having a cycle to, to to just t- stay away from work for a day and worship God. Now it wasn't just to rest at home and sit on a hammock and watch YouTube. That's not what they did. They would worship God because they needed to be fed spiritually. And I said, Well, preacher, it's not profitable. I mean, they didn't live, they didn't they didn't live in the world where we have bills and stuff like that. I need to pay my bills. So when my daughter was younger, you know what I used to say on Sunday after church? I say, Honey, you want to go to Chick fil A? She's like, yeah, yeah. So like, okay. And then it says it on the sign, right? right? <laughs> it's a preacher. I don't know how they stay in business. How does Chick-fil-A even make it? They are the most profitable Quick serve. above Starbucks, above McDonald's. You name it, they're above it. Well, at least in 2020. I know that stuff comes up. They're the most profitable quick-serve restaurant in the country. And they're closed on Sundays. Hmm. How? I'll say one thing. God. The founder was a children's church teacher. He was a a Sunday school teacher. Read about him. But he works real hard and they're really nice. There's other reasons. They do business right, okay? It's not just because they go to church. But they do business right. Hey, my pleasure. We'll get it. And the chicken... If you like chicken, I do. It's good. I mean, it's, it's fried chicken is what it is. It's good food, right? So their sodas are good. Their french fries are good. Their everything's good. Their prices are expensive. But look, we don't go there a lot. We go there on Sundays, right? No, but, but my point is that, that when they did things God's way, and that's what I'm saying, say, preacher, are you trying to get me to? I'm not trying to get you to do anything except realize that God works this way. And if we find that you put him to, to work in your business, put him to work in your house, put him to work in your family, and, and realize that he's a daily God, well, God wants a day. God wants to fellowship with you. He wants to spend time with you. And he he wants to, to, to work things out in our life. And uh, And God needs time to do that, you know? It took us a long time to get into our mess. God needs some time to work it out. Give God time. So anyway, so... Uh, so the last thing, I'm about out of time, but I got five minutes. Daily needs. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, that it's not just that he's a daily God and then wants to give you daily physical bread. And man, God is so good. I've remembered where I just thought, God, I'm hungry. Have you ever thought, God, I'm hungry? And I was working at a tile place, and I wouldn't go out to eat with the people, that my boss, but they would sometimes come back, and they would come back Sometimes. And so I was just with, with leftovers. And they were like, you want this? I'm like, yes. I don't have to pray. It's like he, before someone else says something, right? Bunch of fried goodness, right? No Himalayan hair. I'm talking about like fried shrimp, fried chicken, fried this, fried that. It hit the spot, right? Not healthy, but so good, right? But it was even better than that. I was like, God, I don't even know if I mentioned it with my... I was just saying, God, I'm hungry. Just in my mind. God, I'm hungry. And God meets our needs, Daily needs. But you say, preacher, I have more needs than bread. You know? Yes, we do. But you see, the Bible says that God is also a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if God is a spirit, he can also meet our spiritual needs. He can meet things that that food can't fix. So there was a woman that came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 15 and she said she wasn't a Jew. She was a, a Phoenician. She was from Syria. But she said, my daughter's vexed with the devil. I've got a spiritual need. And uh, his disciple said, send her away. You know, she's not one of us. She's, you know, she's making me lose my appetite, Jesus, for this bread that I'm trying to eat, right? So and he, he, he said, he said, because uh, she addressed him as the son of David, which is the name of the Messiah to the Jews. And he responded in that way he said I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel so you know what she did she backed up she didn't call him son of David she said Lord she said Lord and I like what he said he said it is not meat. Jesus says it's not right to take the children's what bread what was he talking about he wasn't talking about food you know what he was talking about? Healing. Healing is the children's bread. He said, you're coming to me to heal your daughter. It's for the children. I can't take that and feed the pets yet. You know, the pets, the pets eat well in houses, right? Especially whatever your kids don't like, your dog eats, okay? No, they don't. Yes, they do. If you don't look, they do, right? The plate goes down, the hand goes down, it goes in their pocket for later, and then they get, you know, but so dogs eat, and that's what he was talking about, you know, but the kids eat first. So he said, he said, she said, truth, Lord, but the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And Jesus said, woman, great is thy faith. And what was he doing? He's testing her faith. But it said, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. You see that God can meet our physical needs. And let me tell you, he will. Absolutely. How do you do that? You ask him, Lord, meet my needs. God, before I started your car today, you know what I said, brother? I said, daily bread. I said, Give us. I, said I wasn't talking about cars. But it was a long story, but, but I was just like, God, daily bread. What I need God today. I need God's provision today. God, I need bread. When, when I lived in Russia, they made bread fresh every day. And if it was day old, it was nasty, right? You had the, these little things and you'd squeeze it. Did they do that in India? You didn't get the day-old bread. You got the day of bread because it didn't last for two weeks. And it wasn't in plastic bags, okay? You just went and tested it and then grabbed it with your bare hands and went and bought it. And it was awesome, right? But God wants us to have a daily experience with Christ. It's available to us. It's an uncommon gift. So the last thing, I got like one minute. Jesus said, this is, and you can check this out because I'm not going to have time to expound on it. John chapter 6, verse 47. And this is the the needs that are met, the spiritual needs that he meets meets in our life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. And notice what Jesus said. John chapter 6 and verse 48. I am that bread of life. He said, I'm your sustenance. Jesus is. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness And are dead. So the manna was just for a temporary provision, right? He said, This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man, or any woman, or any teenager, or any child eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh. Which I will give for the life of the world, and then skipping down, uh, you know they began to uh, say, "What do you mean, you gonna give us your body? Are we cannibals?" And Jesus said, "Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed." He was speaking spiritually. Okay, you don't eat Jesus' body. Okay, but he said. This is the bread, verse 58, which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. And so all of the keys of our daily provision, they're wrapped up in Jesus and his promises by the blood he shed on the cross and by his body that was broken on the cross. The Bible said by his stripes, when he got whipped, we are what? Healed. It's the children's bread. And so, two things as we close. People are watching your life. You know, if, you're, if you claim the name of Christ, people are watching your life. They're not just watching that you go to church. They're watching that God takes care of you. The psalmist said, I have been young and am now old. He was looking. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or... What? His seed-begging bread. Why not? Because God gave him daily bread. God did. I'm not saying that there's not poor people or you might not eat. Bread is a loose term. It can mean just sustenance and food. Sometimes my wife and I have eaten stuff that some other people might have thrown out. But we ate it, right? Like, it doesn't taste very good, but it's better than being hungry. But it was food. Thank God for it, right? Some of it was unhealthy, but it was food say, preacher, I don't eat that. I do because it's food. (laughs) So, so, and I'd like to close with this. When Joseph was, who's also, uh, excuse me, when Jacob was dying, he was also called Israel, okay? He blessed all of the children of Israel, his children, and it said in Genesis chapter 48, verse 15, and he said, he blessed Joseph, and he said, God before whom my fathers, Abraham, And Isaac did walk. I like this. The God which fed me all my life long unto this day. Because that's God will be faithful unto us until the last day. That was the last day of his life. And brethren, that's the kind of God that we serve. He is faithful from the time you start serving him all the way and really to the last day down here. And then you'll die and... Man, it's going to be good eating up there. I don't know what's going to be for dinner, but I don't hope I'm not cooking. Me and Spencer will be up to the table eating, and someone else can cook the barbecue. Claude will be there. We're going to go to his house for a barbecue. And, uh, but brethren, God gives us daily bread. And say, well, preacher, how do I get it? You ask Jesus. You ask him in humility, and God will give you. And you know what? There's a lot of times where God will give it to you even if you don't ask. Why? Because he loves you. You're his child. And it's God's desire. To answer our prayers. It's God's desire. Someone said God doesn't do anything but an answer to prayer. We've got to ask so that we receive from the Lord. At this time, Brother Spencer, could you dismiss us in prayer? God bless you is our prayer.